0: You're listening to Student Tip Jar. We get some current students, put them in a room and get them to share their top tips to help you with your studies. In this episode, Gideon, Hannah, Abby, and Joanne are here to help you consolidate your Spanish grammar.
1: I'm Gideon uh, and I love learning Spanish because I love being in Spain. Uh, I love Spanish culture and music and food so it allows you to really immerse yourself but also. Learning loads about Latin America is really amazing, and you can do that with the language as a key. Uh, my favourite word is probably lavarajías, which um, means dishwasher. <laughs> Does that come up a lot? When <laughs> <laughs> like you're enjoying Spanish.
0: <laughs> there, <so. laughs> Hi, I'm Hannah, and I love learning Spanish because there's so much variation in both the language and culture, whether you're in sort of North Spain or South Spain or Latin America. Um, my favourite Spanish word is the translation of pencil sharpener, which is un sacapuntas.
1: <laughs> Great word. My name's
2: Abby. Uh I like learning Spanish uh, because I'm South America obsessed and it opens up a whole new continent to you. Um, and my favourite word in Spanish is muchedumbre, which in English means a crowd.
1: Okay, brilliant.
2: And
3: I'm Joanne. Um, I like learning Spanish because basically I'm, I'm really nosy, and I like knowing what people say, <laughs> and obviously when you're learning Spanish it doesn't open you up to knowing what Spaniards say, but also the whole of Latin America, um, so you can really you can just talk to people and have really nice conversations, which I really enjoy. Um, and my favourite Spanish word is probably salchicha, which means sausage. Let's get
1: straight into some top tips, so um, Gideon, if I could turn to you first, what is your top tip? Uh, my top tip is using a an online tool, which you may not think is a language tool, uh, but that's Netflix. Um, ah, Netflix yeah. is full of great multimedia, um, but particularly some key Spanish TV programs and film. For instance, uh, there's Las chicas del cable, which is Cable Girls, a really good film, <laughs> uh, a really good TV show, in fact, about um, cable telephone operators in Madrid. Uh, and there's another one called La Casa de Papel, uh, I've watched is, that, yeah, <laughs> um, uh, which yeah, you can learn Spanish uh, really well from because you can really immerse yourself in listening to something in Spanish language whilst being engaged with the story, and uh, you find yourself uh, being able to really understand everything. It's good for building your confidence as well because you're like, oh, I know what's going on in this, <laughs> and it's in <laughs> Spanish. Um, Netflix also uh, has worked with Google and developed a really cool uh, Chrome plugin- okay. where you can have uh, both English and Spanish subtitles at the same time, or English and German subtitles with a German thing. Uh, and they go together whilst you're watching Netflix, uh, which is a really helpful language tool, because you can really track all of the uh, things between the two languages uh, when you're learning, making sure that you understand what's going on in the story, but then also going ah. That um, verb is in the subjunctive, for example, or this phrase has been translated here. I know it means that literally, but oh, this is how the translator has chosen to do. That. There's a
2: program I'm really into at the minute called The Rain, and it's actually I think it's Danish or some Nordic language. um yeah. of that. Um, but I've put Spanish language and Spanish subtitles on it, and honestly, because I'd never understand it if. With the English subtitles anyway um, what they're saying so having it in Spanish and the vocab that's in it is just amazing because it's not your usual stuff that you think
0: uh, One program I really like is um, Jane the Virgin which actually oh, yeah. is English but um, you know like the, grandma, the grandma's Spanish yeah, so she yeah, speaks yeah. Spanish, but I've actually never I've never been to Latin America at all and she's from I think Venezuela or something so she speaks like Latin American Spanish which is really useful for me to hear I'm only used to like um, you know, Spanish from Spain, so I think... Yeah, yeah. yeah it's the
3: same with um, El Ministerio del Tiempo, which is the Ministry of Time, of Time. so they go back in time, essentially, but they're going to not just Spain, um, to lots of different Hispanic areas. And so um, I've never been to Latin America, and the first time I watched that, I really got a true taste and proper like, Latin American accent. I was uh, Yeah, it was a bit of a shock, but I got used to it quickly, and that really helped with listening exams, or just generally listening to radio, um, because it's not just Spain that you hear in those sort of things.
0: My top tip would be testing yourself with friends. I think, um, you know, doing revision with friends is definitely um, something valuable, especially like when you're GCSEs, when you're revising for so many exams, and you're locked up in your room doing your past papers, it's, it's a way of sort of getting out and socialising, but in a sort of helpful way. Um, so what I tend to do is I um, write down, I don't know, uh, conjugations for certain tough verbs, maybe if they're irregular, um, on flashcards. And then I give them to my friends and then I sort of read out the conjugation as well as I can remember. And then they, they tell me whether I got it right or wrong. And if I didn't, then I'll redo it again later on. Um, but also you can sort of make it quite competitive <laughs> if you want to make it a bit more fun. Uh, maybe like, you each have a piece of paper and you, write, you decide to do, I don't know, five irregular verbs in the future tense. And whoever does it the quickest and with the least amount of errors sort of wins, I guess. I find that actually writing the flashcards out myself um, is another way of sort of getting the vocabulary, the the conjugations of verbs into my head. Um, but if you don't want to write them out yourself, you can look on sort of websites like Quizlet. So
3: I have the Quizlet app on pretty much all of my devices, so if I'm just on the train or something, or um, I'm being driven somewhere, I can just do like a quick 10 minutes of vocabulary, and that's a lot more effective than sitting and doing an hour of vocabulary. I find if you're yeah. doing 10 minutes three mm-hmm. times a day, yeah. um, it it's helps nice to repeat nice, it. Nice, nice. There's another one called Memrise, so not Memorise, just Mem-Rise, Memrise as well, which I don't use I don't do as much, but I think a lot of teachers use. school. Okay. So, um, okay. yeah, they're really, inquisitive mean, quiz as well is used a lot by teachers. So um, you can see that it's, obviously, it's been done thoroughly and done well, because sometimes the tool with Quizlet, with Quizlet being such a big network is that people do make errors when they're writing out the flashcards. I know I do, I'm doing my own flashcards, and so you can see if it's been written by a teacher, you know the, the vocabulary you're, you're learning, even if you haven't created this set yourself.
2: Yeah, just to add to that, like at home we have a Family Fortune uh, board game. I don't know if you've <laughs> ever seen Family Fortunes on the TV, but each team has a buzzer. And what we did is we took the buzzers from this board game, um, and then each person had a, a buzzer, and then somebody would be the presenter, and they say a word or a question, and it's the first person to buzz in. So you know that just adds like a little bit more fun to it. So mine is uh, what we call word bridging, which is basically associating a word uh, with a visual image in your mind. Um, so whether that's a fun story or an anecdote, something like that. Um, sometimes experts say that um, we're not the best. Uh, at learning text, we're much more visual learners. So by associating a word uh, with something else, it can, it can be recalled in your mind a lot easier. Um, and I found this tends to work a lot more when you have like a big list of words uh, to learn. Um, it can get quite monotonous and boring when you just sat there looking at full lists. Um, and what it basically is, is you're looking at the mnemonics or, or taking bits of the word um, and t- trying to find something in English that you can associate that with. Um, so for example at GCSE I had to learn the word Trabahar, which is to work, um, and so logically I took the word Trab and they associated it with the word trouble in English, and the hard, well that kind of sounds like hard in English, so I thought, right, work is trouble and, and hard, you know, you see that word you think, oh yeah, trouble, yeah, that's work. Um, sometimes it doesn't have to be as logical as that. Um, as I mentioned, uh, my, the reason why my favourite word is muche dumbre is because I took uh, the much being uh, a big quantity and the dumbre uh, I associated it with Dumbo, the elephant from Disney. And so in my mind, I was just picturing lots of Dumbos in the in a room, and from that I got crowd. So um, good. <laughs> <laughs> but it works, it, worked, yeah, yeah, it yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sounds um, crazy, but if it works, it works. Yeah, so. yeah. And um, sometimes you know if you can be sat at a word and you just think, I don't know what to do with this. You know, I'm. I'm Trying to be creative, you can't think of something. Um, I recommend having a look back at the roots of the word. Um, a lot of the Spanish words, obviously, have got shared roots in Latin, um, and from that you've got shared stems. So, for example, the word for house in Spanish is casa, um, and that shares roots with the word castle in English. So, if you think, "Oh, I live like a king at home," well, you can associate that with castle, casa, um, yeah. and it's just silly things like that that really, really if you say it's anybody else who's not learning vocab, it sounds absolutely ridiculous. So,
1: uh, Joanna, have you got any tips for us?
3: Yeah, I tend to use colours and drawings and songs when, when I'm learning uh, grammar and vocabulary, actually. Um, so in terms of colours, if I'm just doing, I've got, I've got some notes from class, and I'm just making my own notes, but I like to write things down, because as, um, as you said, um, it kind of cements it in your head a bit more. Um, and I'll just say for a verb conjugation I'll make sure I'm writing all the different conjugations in, in one colour for example it would be different colours and if I change the stem I might underline them in a different colour um, you have to be careful not to overdo the colours so it's not just rainbow <laughs> so yeah. the, the point is the eye kind of gets drawn to a particular part of the page okay. um, and that's yeah, that helps me when I when I'm when they want to make it into flashcards again I'll probably use the same colours. Yep. So especially if you're if you're learning about different parts of a sentence. So you might have all your nouns in red and all your pronouns in green or your verbs in pink or something like that. And it helps it, yeah just really helps to kind of make the associations. And I also tend to use drawings well. So just like Abby was saying about kind of linking it to, to different pictures in your head I'll just I'll draw them out. So okay. um, it doesn't really help you a regular drawing. Um, I really yeah, like the drawing. Elephants are tricky, so... I <laughs> yeah, but sometimes I, I do it, it's a drawing that I know what it is, but no one else necessarily knows what the drawing <laughs> is. So even with uh, Morte I might draw a little elephant next to it, or with Derombarse, I might draw a little building collapsing. Just a little doody listening to Spanish songs is a really great tool anyway. Um, just like with Netflix, apart from this, you can have it in the background. Yeah. So if you are doing some other revisions, you can just tell, I like to have music on the background when they anyway. Um, and it just gets used to hearing Spanish words. And if you are listening to it actively as well, you can kind of recognise different words. You can hear them in different accents. Mm-hmm. Um, you can see that oh, that, all that used to say style there. I, would have, I wonder why that is. Um, and it just kind of
1: helps. I'm a huge fan of flamenco music. Okay, I listen to that a lot. I mean, that's a different sort of set Spanish things, there's a lot of vocal runs, so you can get a word like amor, like love, to last like 20 seconds. <laughs> <laughs> so um, any final tips for the tip job?
3: lingua and word reference. Yeah, together. together. Um, especially because word reference has um, forums on it as well, okay, so yes. it has like um, a verb and its context, and it kind of fits into different synonyms what it might mean, and then it has phrases, and then right at the bottom of, of the page, um, especially if you've got a little phrase you just really are really struggling to translate, and it's not on English. Um, they have usually these Spanish to English forums, and these people from all over the world, from Latin America, to Spain, from the USA, and um, from Australia, um, that are basically having the same issue, and they just talk through this little post uh, about what they think might be the best translation for the particular thing, why you would need the indicative or the subjunctive. Um, and that's helped me a lot when doing translations, especially because yeah, you tend yeah, to find absolutely. the same sort of issues crop up yeah. And it's usually someone that's had that issue before. You're not, yeah, you're not the first one to wonder whether it's there or I stand. Hannah, was it a um,
1: Spanish dictionary you were recommending? Yeah, that's.
0: I, I find that really useful. It's quite, um, yeah, they have a re- they have really clear explanations of like, um, you know, subjunctive or grammar
2: rules.
1: Sounds great. Is that SpanishDict.com? Yeah.
2: There's a website called conjugami.net. And basically what it is, is you can type in the infinitive of a verb, and then it will come up um, with a list and um, tables of how this word can be conjugated in all the tenses which is really good just for consultation if you're not too sure you want to check um, it's really good just to type it in because a lot of these words have stem changes in some tenses but not in others.
1: So I just want to thank all four students for coming in today so Giddy and Hannah, Abby and Joanne thank you for listening.
0: You've been listening to Student Tip Jar. To learn more about modern languages at Birmingham you can visit birmingham.ac.uk forward slash languages